Hey there, everyone. This is Frank the Tank Keller here. I'm a voice actor and Twitch streamer. I am Craig Christ Seven. Uh, Ryan on this podcast. There, there you go. <laughs> I did that backwards. I am Ryan, <laughs> also known as Craig Christ Seven, fellow Twitch streamer. And this is Bestest Buddies Talk, a podcast where we talk about video games to anime and eh, whatever else we want. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and today we're going to be talking about Dragon Ball Episode 10, The Dragon Balls Are Stolen. Just jumping right into this one, guys. Let's power through it. <laughs> oh, here, you know, I was just going to give them what we were talking about. Then I was going to shoot the shit with you for a bit, you know? <laughs> now we can do that, too. I mean, listen, there's two ways of thinking about this. We either power through this episode and get it fucking done, or we sit here and put it off as long as possible. I'm fine with either. Guys, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't heard from us in like two weeks. Because this guy here is a jackass. This guy. <laughs> nah, but pointing to me. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> okay. Let, let's be real. This last week, I'll I'll break some fourth wall down. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care about fourth walls. Uh, we record these on Sundays usually. My buddy Frank here is feeling sick. Had a bit of migraine going on. It's like, I can't do it. I'm, uh, you know, my head feels like it's going to explode. And I, honestly, if you have a migraine, like the second he's like, I have a migraine, I was like, don't even fucking worry about it, dude. Those <laughs> things suck. So he was like, uh, would we be able to do it on Tuesday? And this is where my fault comes in because I was like, nah, I can't. I got soccer practice, fam. Uh, so we were going to try for Monday. Frank's headache had not gotten better. We decided, flub it. We'll do it next week. And here we are. So we're back, baby. Whew. So yeah, thanks for your understanding, but it's been a while. So what have you been up to there, Ryan? Um, God, what have I been up to? <laughs> um, I have done stuff and or things. Wow. Have you had like 24 minute stuff happens episodes like... Yeah, i've had like 14 days worth of 24 minute stuff happens videos oh geez <laughs> um yeah that's how about you maybe you've done more interesting things <laughs> jesus no um i got new gym flooring for, for my home gym here so that was exciting already more intro already character growth in your in your episodes that's better than mine <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's pretty much got that dealt with a migraine, did some trucking on the weekend before, did one Friday truck. That was good. We did uh, two like 24 hour trips because fucking rocked it. Yeah. And then, you know, we uh, then did, you know, work, trained my client, more work, worked on the website, published my website. That's huge. Woo. My man's got a website. So yeah, working on my uh, training website, working on articles and all that fun stuff. Uh, I should have you know, I keep saying I'll have the next one out by the end of the week, but hopefully by the end, by the next time this podcast, not like this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, I'll have a second article up, fingers crossed, talking about macros and what they are. So fitness stuff. Um, but other than that, no, I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's the weird part of the year, right? Uh, winter's not quite done yet, but spring is springing. Oh, fucking uh, speaking of spring, first day of spring that we're recording, was it today's first day of spring, right? Should be. Is it I thought yesterday was the first day of spring. God damn it. I uh, First day of spring, 2022. Oh, it is. March it 20th. Is. It's today. It it's correct. today. 
oh, thank God that could have been real bad. Like that could have been a lot of egg on my face. But you know what? First day of spring, you know what happens here? Fucking snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was gross. It was gross. Uh, so, quick aside, <laughs> um, had to get groceries today. Oh yeah. Uh, we're parked. Uh, my mom's parked in the garage. Yeah. Uh, which, as Frank can attest, living in Alberta for years, they don't clean up back back alleys. Hmm. Not very well. No. So there is a divot oh, in my back alley, legitimately up to my shin. <laughs> you can literally touch the cement from the bottom of this divot. And the top of this divot is a good 10 to 12 centimeters high. Yeah. Uh, you know what happens if you put a car tire in that divot? I mean, it goes straight down there, and depending on the size of the car, you might scrape along the bottom, or it'll get stuck. Or it'll get stuck. We, <laughs> I shit you not, spent an hour trying to get this. We had like five pieces of wood just on the thing so that we could drive up onto the wood so that we could get the car tire level with the uh, the divot so yeah. we could turn into the divot so that you can then follow the the parallel divots to get out <laughs> needless to say the car's parked in the front now yeah um that's what i did today nice oh fuck so that reminds me this was this was many many years ago remember when i had my uh, my white truck yes so <laughs> snowy day uh, i was hanging over at uh, ryan's house here spend the night and uh we parked parked in front parked in front where I normally do, but then, you know, his dad was coming home. So he needed that spot. So I was like, cool, whatever. I'll pull my truck out front. I'll pull my truck around front and I'll park in the back. Cause for some reason it was a really busy night there and cars were everywhere. Yeah. Couldn't park anywhere else. It was weird. So my truck got stuck. So we had to push it out. You feel like I remember this. I hope you do. Cause we pushed it out and then pulled around back and I had to park really close to your fence in the, in the back alley. Yeah, I do. So your mom this. could drive out for work the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then I in the morning when I went to go, you know, move the truck, move my truck so that his mom could leave. My truck got stuck again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so luckily at night, the night before we had like passerbyers help push the truck out of the divot. And like the, because it's like, like the the big snow pile where yeah. just got stuck in, and then yeah, we had to wait for a fucking tow truck to get me out. Yep, it was a uh, happening. Oh yeah, so yeah. Welcome can, to living in Alberta. Yeah, I can definitely attest for your back alley being terrible. Yes, uh, the we literally had to call the city because we're like, you can't even park in the garage. Like the divots are so bad, you will get stuck guaranteed 100 <laughs> percent because they're wide enough right that if you just went straight backwards hoping that like you could then turn into the divots no you're gonna get caught the tires are gonna get stuck in the first divot and if you try to turn into it the tires are gonna get stuck in the first divot <laughs> yeah oh my god it's it is it is a thing yeah it's, spring it's socks in alberta because the problem is uh, the nights are still cold enough for everything to freeze over. 
and the days are warm enough where everything that melts. it melts <laughs> so what happens is you get a little bit of meltage and then it freezes and then a little bit of meltage and then it freezes <laughs> it's awful so next thing you know you're dealing with like a foot of ice and three centimeters just now yeah it's awful that's right americans we went from imperial to metric there deal with it best thing about being in canada right is like <laughs> everything here technically uses the imperial system mm. or metric system yeah but we can fucking use imperial whenever the hell we want because america's right next door and like the only thing that we don't ever ever use the imperial system for miles that and uh temperature outside yeah we it's always degree it's always degrees celsius not that should make sense yeah but... like a penny it makes sense <laughs> i mean without getting into a whole debate about imperial versus metric system i mean honestly the reason why a lot of the american measurements just don't make sense is because they just made up their own measurements because they didn't want to be associated with the brits anymore yeah i mean that's that's fair but like you'll also see in the news where it's like it like something happened in america this pothole is six washing machines long because <laughs> americans will literally use anything other than the metric system because fun fact <laughs> even americans don't know how their measuring systems work <laughs> so it's easier the hail's not one to two centimeters in circumference it's golf ball sized <laughs> yeah. well i got a question here for you there ryan how many ounces are in a yard? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I literally thought you were going somewhere with that. <laughs> Listen, we mean no offense to any Americans listening to this, but your units of measurement are stupid and you need to understand that you only have them because after you guys broke away from the Brits, you were so pissed off at the Brits that you didn't want to be associated with them in any way. So you just made a bunch of shit up. <laughs> Like you took a bunch of like ancient measuring tools that are less effective and we're like, if we just smush them all together, we can create a whole new system of measuring and it'll be better than what those damn Brits have. Despite the fact that years of scientific knowledge have further developed uh, new ways of measurement, more precise ways of measurement, uh, we're just gonna do it this way because fuck the Brits. And now everybody in the world uses that original British system, except for you. <laughs> Out of spite, which part of me respects. <laughs> part of me respects the fact that you will actively make your lives harder <laughs> than conform to what the British wanted you to. <laughs> I respect that. You're wrong, but I respect it. Mad respect. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> uh, but no, I, that's pretty much all I got going on. I got nothing. Uh, yeah, I got no real stories. Oh, we uh, we played. We got back to some more Pokemon Soul Link. That was that was good and super depressing on Friday. So what we did was we spent some more time playing Voltorb Flip, which is in it's is it since is it regular gold and silver as well, or is it? Just hard gold, silver, okay. regular gold, silver. Just had the regular old casino. Casino, gotcha. I'll so, throw yeah. it out there right now. If you guys have not played hard gold, silver, Voltorb it. Flip is legitimately the greatest casino game in Pokemon. The, uh, better than the roulettes. Better than the 
the slot machines better than anything else you want to say voltorb flip is the shit because you can actually win the fucking game and it's not so, just chance for one it's it's incredibly skill-based point up to it two it's the most addicting game you'll ever play you can spend hours playing voltorb flip literal hours i have done it <laughs> I mean, we spent like the first 45 minutes of the we stream. We spent the first 45 minutes of that stream just like helping Frank play Voltorb Flip because he needed to get a Dratini, um, which like lasted all of 10 minutes before I got it killed. But to a magic carp. I did. I did get it killed to a magic carp. That, that was my bad. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, Ryan here got the, the Sand Shrew out of the, Sand uh, the game corner and I got the Dratini because I wanted the dragon type and well, Sand Shrew is fucking awesome. Yeah, same slash is cool. Right. And we're obviously we're playing on a randomized, like like random moveset, random mm-hmm. Pokemon for like the trainers and whatnot. So I mean, it's it's like a level 18 magic carp. It's still a magic carp. It's stats it's a magic are still carp. that of a magic carp. It's still a magic carp. Like, like I, I'm we, sitting there in front of it. I have a sand troop, but I'm like, listen, if this thing has a water move, there's no way it can one-shot me. It's a magic carp. So I'm sitting in there thinking like, okay, if it hits me with a water move, sucks, I'll have to switch out. But if it doesn't have a water move, this is just free experience. There was one water move I didn't think about, which is the chance that that Magikarp outspeeds me and has water spout. Mm, yeah. <laughs> which at that point means it would be stab 150 base power. And what is Magikarp's that. special attack? <laughs> I'm just curious about this now. Um because like no i'm still upset about this as i say it as i'm talking about this going like it, it's it's base 15 special attack <laughs> i'm i'm sorry frank keep talking here for a second uh so yeah we uh so he got yeah the sand true and the teeny had to die which was really depressing and i I was just, I was, I was moping because we just spent the first 45 minutes playing Voltorb flip to get, to get this Tratini, right? And then, you know, it dies and then just, you know, life, life goes on. And then, uh, so at this point we're rocking a, uh, a Mr. Satan and a Boo because, you know, Dragon Ball fans, what up? Uh, Mr. Satan was a Bayleaf and uh, Boo is a Snorlax. Uh, we got a Colossus and a Brood. Which is a Bastiodon and a Ledian pairing, a Plusle and a Charmeleon, which were named Bick and Zippo. And um, then we had the Jatini and the Sandrew, which I don't remember their names because they died the same stream we got them. Uh, <laughs> And then I accident, and then later, you know, as we were going on, we went ground, we did a grinded, fought some Pokemon trainers and got some items. And then I accidentally got in front of a, got in front of a trainer. I wasn't expecting it to be a trainer. I was like, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, guy threw out a nice type. So I threw in my plus. It's my best bet here. Uh, killed it, hit him with a Thunderbolt because my plus is a special attack plus and all of its moves are just like all electric moves, all special attack moves. I'm like, cool, stab, got my bonuses there. Throws out a Zangoose. I'm like, you know what? I It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Hit him with a Thunderbolt. Gets him down to like, you know, just before red. So I'm like, ah, cool, hit him with another one. Um, what did he hit me with again? 
Head smash. Yeah, he ended me up with his head smash and just went. I just looked it up, by the way. That had to be like a max max uh, Magikarp to kill me from that range. Jeez. Yeah, so in that, so fuck that. That's rough. That is rough. So <laughs> now I'm even more mad. The fact that he had like a like a max stat magic yeah, card literally had to be between twenty five and thirty one. Damn, I've stacked magic card. Uh, yeah, so lost lost the Dratini Sandshrew, and then in the same stream we lost uh, Bick and Zippo. So Plusle and Charmeleon, which was really, really, that was devastating for both of us. Because uh, for me, Plusle was like actually a surprisingly good Pokemon. I wasn't expecting it. I said it during the stream and I'll stick to it. There's a lot of like underused Pokemon that people think are really bad, but can be good in situations like a Nuzlocke, right? I've always been a firm believer that every Pokemon that is like fully evolved is usable in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Right. And like for plus hole, people sleep on the fact that it's pretty damn fast and has really good special attack with decent special defense. Right. Now head smash is a base one fifty physical move. The plus is going bye-bye, but like, I mean, it tanked, it tanked a Reggie ice. Like it's, pretty damn decent so especially at the point of the game we're at where not everything's guaranteed to have fully evolved pokemon like that thing's gonna be pretty damn useful so i can understand that and obviously i had a charmeleon which though not fully evolved yet was going to be a charizard it It had sheer cold i was having fun it was yeah you have four three fire types and an ice type and then we had we both had a pokemon that had the one hit kill moves it was gonna be great i had letty i had brood that had a soledian that had fisher and I had the sheer cold Charizard, which was going to be so cool. It would have been great. And then we would have kept them straight through to the Elite Four. And then Lance throwing up a guard chomp, we'd be like, hey, Lance. We should get TFC Hoko moves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, we're, we're enjoying the Nuzlocke. If you guys listen to this, they're like, ah, oh, man, this, they, they sound like they're enjoying it. Yeah, every Friday night, twitch.tv slash craigcry 7 twitch.tv slash Keller. Also yeah. on Saturday nights at the same channels, you can watch us... Uh, Watches Hall ass cross country. Well, at least a couple states on the uh, cross Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. <laughs> soon, Texas. <laughs> I mean, we still got to get Utah and no, not Utah. Uh, or no, we have and Oregon, some New Mexico, Wyoming, and, and New Mexico. I don't know. There's no, a couple New- of states that we need to get as well. We don't have New Mexico. No, we don't have New Mexico yet. New Mexico and Wyoming, something like that. And then Texas is coming out with another state that i don't remember what it is Uh, let's see uh mon so we need montana texas wyoming colorado new mexico yes yeah so those ones we don't have so right now you oh and we don't actually have utah so right now you can watch us drive through idaho washington oregon california and arizona and nevada Nevada. (laughs) (laughs) States are weird, man. There's so many of them. Oh, I won't drive to Hawaii. <laughs> I'm gonna truck to Hawaii. What when, I'm gonna do, do I, here? You see, when I'm do gonna... I get a ferry simulator where I can simulate get my ferry to Hawaii? 
playing no, shuffleboard. No, what you do, what you do is you 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 get a ferry simulator, but you also you tie it to American Truck Simulator. Yeah, that's so what I mean. The, you get the one guy driving American the ferry simulator, and then the other guy driving his truck onto the ferry, and then he drives his truck around the ferry as the ferry's driving. No, 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 no. You get out of the truck. You play <laughs> shuffleboard. You get a lot of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, man, trucking was a lot of fun last night. Last it was. Night, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, a 27 hour trip, uh, and a 17 hour trip. The the 27 hour trip, I I felt went a lot smoother than the 17 hour trip. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> it went fine once we actually got moving. <laughs> Before God we forbid, got there moving, was a hill. <laughs> There was there was there was issues. It was it was it was our first time doing a heavy load, and uh, getting past like twenty miles an hour was difficult at times. But once we got moving, it was fun. Fucking ghosts! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> me and Frank are in this convoy. We're we're setting up side by side. Uh, was this during the heavy load one? I don't remember. They they were all during the heavy load one. Okay. So, uh, we're we're uh. <laughs> There's a construction left lane. We're sticking right. There's a car in between me and Frank. And he's clearly not happy being between me and Frank. So this car books it into the left lane where the construction's going on. And we're thinking he's going to try to pull up to the end and sneak in front of Frank. I was not letting that happen. We're like, we're not letting this happen. He's going behind me now. So Frank pulls ahead and gets up to where the construction is so he can't get in anymore. And this car keeps going straight, warps through the cones. And we're like, oh my God, it's a ghost car. Only it wasn't a ghost car because then it slammed head first, full speed into a backhoe. Hardest collision I've ever seen in this game. The backhoe didn't move, but that <laughs> car just fucking straight up into the air. <laughs> so it's, it flips nose side up and then flips back down that dude's a hundred percent dead it's the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life but but that guy was mad at me for laughing at him because he then cursed my trip and from that moment on i was experiencing ghosts in that game yeah i'd I be had dri- no issues i'd be driving and all of a sudden frank would teleport in front of me and i'd be like holy shit and hit on the brakes and then frank would be gone and then and then i'd be driving and all of a sudden in the other lane all the trucks start flying through the air like ghosts man ghosts i'd be driving and then all of a sudden construction would just pop up in front of me ghosts it was crazy so yeah like this guy like um this was at like an agricultural way station that we first ran into him yeah right so we were trying to get on to the thing and it's like you know what i'm not gonna let this guy and then like as i'm pulling up this is the guy the angry guy that turned into the ghost cars like pulled up he was gunning it he was probably about like half a foot away from running into the trailer yep <laughs> he was full speed slammed on the brakes and then uh, for the next like a few miles we're keeping this american for you guys just just for you americans uh for the next few miles stuck between myself and ryan here i mean he had his high beams on i had my high beams on and i mean my high beams didn't really affect him but <laughs> this guy was a dick so he was he was sandwiched between the two of our trucks and the, the opposite lane up until the construction was just pretty consistent. So he couldn't actually pass. Yeah. And then, yeah, as soon as that construction went, oh whoosh, my God. Right in there. 
And it then... was the funniest thing I've ever seen in a game, <laughs> honest to God. And I know from hearing this, you're probably thinking, I mean, it doesn't sound that funny. You need to be in the situation, okay? We're just chilling, driving down the road. This guy goes full suicide mission into a fucking backhoe. <laughs> and then you have the, and then later, uh, the the ghost thing was I was sitting at another construction, another like another road construction site. Yeah, Craig was, was probably at... about an hour and a half behind me at this point because he had to because he had to stop game, again. Game time, not real time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like so, I was like probably five ten minutes of game time driving behind him. Yeah. So I'm stopped. There's like a whole convoy because we have to wait for like a red light. It was yeah. just going forever. And then I hear, oh my God, what the? <laughs> I just, I flipped out because all of a sudden, Frank teleports in front of me. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? And, and like, Frank's like, what? And then, so, so he had my stream pulled up on the other side. <laughs> and then, so a couple seconds pass, I just hear Frank go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Yeah, just because of that nice little delay, I got to see everything that happened to him. So every time he reacted, I just like looked, watched. But yeah, so yeah, about an hour and a half away, nowhere close, not even on each other's mini maps. All I see is all of a sudden he's driving, poof, I show up, a bunch of traffic cones, he's driving, he slams on the brake, and then we disappear. (laughs) Where did I slap the brake? I thought I was about to run into something. Uh, uh, and then yeah then yeah i heard that the what the fuck the time space continue lying through the air i'm just driving i'm like holy shit i broke the time space continue like i kind of said it nonchalantly because at this point i knew my game was fucked so i was just having fun with it because <laughs> <laughs> you look to the left and like so i'm just driving like normal and it looks like there's like a collision that happens over there but instead of like you know a normal collision where things hit each other and they stop mm. uh everything like bursts over. <laughs> like an explosion cars are flying through the air there's like a truck so there's a truck with a trailer behind it like turning radius wise so the truck is pointed towards my lane about 20 feet <laughs> off the ground the trailer's making like a snake tail behind it um my game was haunted but we made the journeys we made the deliveries we got paid yeah and that's what teaching is trucks. all about and we got some fucking sick paint jobs. We got sick paint jobs. TH Industries is rolling the road. Yeah. With fucking best looking trucks out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, buddy. And I mean, I guess that's probably enough uh, Enough shit stuff happens in our lives because that's been 24 minutes, buddy. Woo. Yeah, we don't want to talk about this episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could tell. But so the Dragon Balls are stolen. <laughs> I want to say really quickly before we get into this because we've been really negative about Dragon Ball. I know there's a lot of people out there that love Dragon Ball. We love Dragon Ball. That's why we're doing this. The good episodes are so close. We were looking at this three episodes from now. We get Krillin. The next episode after that, you get Launch. The Milk Delivery episode, which in my mind has so many good memories is coming up. We are nine episodes away from the first Budokai Tenkaichi that Goku enters. We're so close to good episodes. It's within our grasp. But man, it's a slog. Yeah, Pilaf Saga is not, has been not been fun to us, has not been kind. But like, uh, I've... I've looked at like other Dragon Ball podcasts because unfortunately there are some. Ours is the best, the most in depth. I'm just gonna say it. We go one I mean, by we're, one. We're close two to the Kiriyama. 
right? Yeah, we're close we're... with Akiriyama. We 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 got the inside scoops. Yeah, he's one of the bestest buddies. Uh, so yeah, we got the inside scoop. We got some attention. It's good. Um, but like the all the other ones, I see people like jumping by like the first person. The first one that I saw did like did like the entire like the sagas. So like yeah. one through thirteen, they just did. That was their podcast, one through thirteen, right? That was the episode. Yeah, they just went through all thirteen episodes, and then Krillin and the tournaments, and then yeah, the Red Ribbon Army, and then Piglin. Like, but where are you getting to the nitty gritty? Where are you getting your money from Funimation? Yeah, guys, guys, how do you fix Funimation's animation errors if you try to fit thirteen episodes in the one? How do you do that? How how do you learn about the great stories of Raymond Ditz? If if you if you are just doing thirteen episodes, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can only learn about Raymond Ditz here. I bet you a lot of you guys didn't even know Funimation CEO was named Raymond Ditz. Look it up or don't. You just trust us. It's Raymond Ditz. Yeah. Well, not anymore. You know, he, he got outed after all. After right after right around the Saiyan Saga, he was he was kicked out. <laughs> a little uh, posthumous, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna we're just we're gonna barrel through this. We got a couple of talking points. We're gonna go through the episode. You guys know the drill. Buckle up for a stuff happens. Oh, this is a big old stuff happens episode. But you there know has- what? There has never been a more stuff happens episode. That's not true. There's been like Yet. three more stuff episodes, <laughs> stuff happens episodes in this show alone. Uh, but like, man, the first 13 minutes of this episode, especially before they get to Pilaf's castle, is a whole lot of stuff happens. Yeah. Like uh, it's all this like massive setup for Pilaf to get the Dragon Balls. But like, even then it's, it ha- we'll get into it more in depth when it gets to it, but it happens way too easily. Yep, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so this episode is bad. Next episode is worse. And then 12 and 13, I'm looking forward to those. 12 a little bit. 13, I'm looking forward to. That's when that's when we hit top quality Dragon Ball shit. Yeah. All right. So we open up. Our gang is driving through the Mushroom Desert. How the fuck do they not see Yamcha? I don't I'm know, sick man. of bringing this up every episode, but like we literally start off with a top-down shot of Yamcha being maybe two steps behind them. Not two feet, not two car lengths. Like legitimately, if you took two steps from Yamcha's car, you could be at Goku's car. If you looked, if they looked behind them, if they looked in their mirrors, yeah, they could see him. But you know, they don't because plot. <laughs> like, and they don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste our time in this episode showing dead space there, Ryan, be- you know so easy to shoot you know if you shoot that if you shoot that same shot but instead of having that car right behind it have on top of a mountain or something like that where you wouldn't bother to look because you know these cars can fucking fly so if you saw last episode it'd be so easy to get there which by the way they do later in this episode yamcha's a much better hider later in this episode but like it's so easy to shoot like you don't even need to change your (laughs) shot you just move the position of the car instead of following behind them like a drunk hillbilly you put them at the top of the friggin' mountain it's not hard but like oh my god it's the most frustrating thing to me i i don't need my animes to be super realistic right like i get it we're watching an anime about a kid who's about to turn into a giant monkey i understand that realism isn't necessarily the most important <laughs> 
part of this. But I have three main characters who I need to trust are not complete fucking idiots. And I can't do that because they cannot shoulder check in their car. Yep. <laughs> yep. And like, Goku, I completely understand. He's probably just like either bored, or just focused, going straight, whatever. It is what it is. Honestly, with Goku, I could believe that he would look back as the Yamcha just not, not care. Say, yeah. <laughs> like, he probably wouldn't like, say anything. So, you know what, Goku, you get a pass. You get a pass this time. Bulma, get your shit together. You're supposed you're to be the brains. You're supposed to be the smart one. And Ulan, we'll get, into get your shit together. Bulma, you're, you're driving. Su- we'll, we'll get into more Bulma, you're supposed to be the smart ones later, where she gets out of thought. Uh, which, which I think me and Frank are going to have differing opinions on Bulma's intelligence on this. Um, because yeah. we kind of talked about it beforehand, and I, I, I we'll, we'll talk about it, but I don't think she gets she's it's as bad here as 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 uh, it seems to be. But like, man, this one's bad. Like, fucking use your rear view mirrors, guys. I, I mean, <laughs> Oolong should notice something. He is driving. Yes, use your rear view mirrors. They are. You know that objects in the mirrors may be closer than they appear. That car is on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> but. Moving past Yamcha's terrible ability. You know what? You know what? For Yamcha, for not getting caught, fucking top tier. It's not his fault. Yamcha's abilities are great because yeah. he, he mentions in an earlier episode, like, don't get too close, Par. They might notice us, right? Like, he, he actively notices that. But then you know what else he actively notices? These people are fucking stupid and are clearly blind. So let's just stay as close as possible. We don't need to lose them. They can't yeah. see us. Exactly. So Yamcha's Yamcha- fine. <laughs> 3,000 IQ move there. Uh, and then, yeah. So then, you know, they drive a little bit. And then we get Oolong after this is episode 10. So they picked him up in episode four. We'll, we'll say five episodes in. Five episodes of them knowing each other. Because I'm not really including four because they were villain. They were anti- He was the villain. Yeah, yeah he was so the villain. Of they, weren't, they weren't close there. But in this episode, five episodes after them traveling together, he finally asks, hey, Bulma, what's your wish for? It's something that we can split three ways, right? Like all the gold in the world, right? Right? Yeah, but Bulma wishes for a boyfriend. Yeah, and then Bulma tells him that he wishes for a boyfriend. He is un- so, he says that it's absurd. He says like, not Justifiably absurd, pissed. Justifiably, Justifiably pissed. Like, ah, fuck. Like, I'm with Oolong on this, 100%. Oh, Oolong's 100% right on this. Here's the thing. Even Oolong, the most selfish person in this group is like, Let's just wish for something we can split three ways. Very reasonable, Oolong. That's a very logical way of looking at this. Yep. You know, like, and and here's the thing. Oolong throws out the all the gold in the world suggestion, but he's not stuck to that. He's willing to negotiate. Right. As long as they split it. He just wants something that can be even. Because, I mean, yeah, Bulma had two of the Dragon Balls to start. Goku brought one, and then they had... They've had six, so they've gotten three cents. Know how many she'd have without Goku? One. Two. She had two. two to begin. She starts She starts with two. So she'd have two. Because Goku does all the heavy lifting in this shit. Yep. He you got it from useless. the villagers from for defeating Oolong. Which Balma would not have been able to do. Yep. Um, Jesus. Boxing. He got it from the Ox King. Bulma wouldn't be able to get it from the Ox King. No. Uh, Master, uh, they wouldn't have met Master Roshi because they wouldn't have brought Turtle to the water. So there you go. Other important note of that, which we've talked about before, 
Master Roshi actively wants to help Goku. Yeah, not Bulma. Right? But without Goku, <laughs> he's got no reason to help Bulma. Well, I mean, he's a perv, so he probably would he would probably still give her the Dragon Ball if they ran into each other and he did she did the same thing. Fair, fair. She but could get she could have gotten three without Goku. If she ran into Master Roshi. And and that's a big if, because again, we we learn quickly in the Dragon Ball universe that coincidences aren't really a thing. It, it, there, there's very much an element of fate in a, of a lot of things in the Dragon Ball universe. Hence the the name of the the uh, Fire Mountain. <laughs> no, the Dragon Ball track it, in yeah. uh, uh, the Gohan Cell fight is Day of Fate. Yeah, right. People are like, ah, but that's a TFS thing. No, 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 that's a real song, guys, and it's actually called Day of Fate. <laughs> <laughs> not it's not a Team Four Star thing. It is a Team Four Star thing. It's a great song, yeah. but like they they just they just used a real song and gave it English lyrics. Yeah. So yeah, without without Goku, Bulma would have two solid yes. two. Yes. Um, Goku would have the one because he wouldn't have ever gone anywhere, and Oolong would have none. Oolong really brought not a whole lot to the team, but he was there. He was their driver. He was there. He was a part of the team. He deserves a cut. Yeah. I, I here's the thing. I think it's even cool of Oolong to not say like evenly yeah he doesn't actively ask for an even three-way split he just wants to split three ways i'm sure if they were like we wish for all the gold in the world goku gets like 60 percent of it because let's face it he did most of the work uh Oolong, you can have like 20 percent of it and i'll take the other 20 percent I mean, probably Bulma would probably try to swing it 60 for her, 20, 20 for the other two, and Goku would be like, sure, why not? Yeah, Goku wouldn't care. Yeah, Goku, Goku doesn't even know gold Goku is. Goku doesn't even know what gold is. Um, but like, like, Oolong's being reasonable here. He's like, let's negotiate. And yeah. she's like, piggy, piggy, piggy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, so yeah, after, after they get into the little uh, fight there, we see a robot bird. What is this robot bird? We don't know yet, but we will. And then it cuts to Emperor Pilaf. Yay. And so fun facts for everyone. So this is Pilaf's first non-filler appearance. So think about that. We've had to sit through three. Three, three episodes that had to do with Emperor Pilaf. That we didn't have that to. we didn't need. So yeah, that sucked. Uh but yeah, first first uh first appearance, and we get to see him with alligators that drop from the roof while he threatens Mai to fix his Dragon Ball detector. And again, we get to see how useless Pilaf is because we learn he cannot successfully count to 10. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know what? He made, it to, he made it to seven. So I'll give him that after many, many tries. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. If you don't count, if you don't fix this dragon radar, sorry, I can't do an Emperor Pilaf. I'm not even going to try. Fuck it. Uh, If you don't fix it within 10 seconds, I'm going to put you in this cage with the alligators. Honestly, I don't know how he would get her into the cage with the alligators because it's perfectly safe. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I don't think she would. She wouldn't because he's the her emperor. Life or death. Life or death, she'd kick his ass. Yeah. Bet. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, my stalling. Asks about lunch. He makes it to about five, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, lunch." Talks about food and what. To be fair, that would work on me too. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, 
three, four. You must hey, be hungry. It's lunchtime, ham- right? Have you thought about hamburgers? Oh, fucking hamburgers. Good. <laughs> Fuck, John's good. Yeah. Don't air. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't air would be delicious. Wait, what were we talking about again? Uh, Let's go get don't airs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Key goes back to counting, starts over again because he lost track. And then my panics again. It says, oh, um, yeah, when you're being so commanding, it's invigorating. There it is. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, and, and then uh, uh, Pilaf gets horny. Yeah, he like blushes. He's like, oh, 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 and then the alligator snaps him out of it by going, rah, Trump. And he remembers he left off at six, so he starts at seven, and then Shu shows up because he's running late for the meeting. But you know what? Shu has his priorities straight here. You know why? Because he's like, did you come about the Dragon Ball? And she says, no, I ordered some pizza. Shu has his priorities right. I listen, I respect Shu, man. If you come into my meeting and you're like, what, did you get the Dragon Balls? And you're like, no, but I got pizza, I'd be like, nice. I mean, Hold look, on. honestly, how is he it. supposed to get the Dragon Ball? The dragon detector isn't working. True. How's he supposed to know where they are? True. Right. He can't, listen, he can't, when you are asked to do something that you cannot accomplish, you should at least accomplish something else so that you have some form of success. He could not get the Dragon Ball because he can't locate them. He can get a pizza. And honestly, well done, Shu. Like, bold move. I like it. Well uh, done. Uh, yeah, so then my fix is the Dragon Ball Detector. Turns out it works. It, it works really well that, the, that they find the Dragon Ball that they currently have. Yep. Yeah, they nailed that one. All three of these people have the combined IQ of a P. One single P. Yeah. But we do get to see that robot bird come back because it was a spy named Mecha se- number seven. Yo, shout out Mecha number seven. Yeah. Man, like the most confident character so far in this show. Literally a robot bird that could fly and be like, hey, they're, they're here. They're here. You want to go get their uh, drink balls? You guys should go get, get the stuff. They're like, ah, we'll go get the stuff. Cuts back to the, the gang. <laughs> Cuts back to Goku and the gang. Oolong. No. No, cuts back to Yamcha first, because right. this is the point where we see that Yamcha has learned how to hide better. He's hiding behind a mushroom tree this time. He's watching, <laughs> he, but he's being smart, even though it's not really that smart, because we already deduced like five minutes ago that he can just drive like literally right on their ass and they won't even notice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, we see this is. Yeah, so yeah, cuts back to Yamcha. We see the gang finally like comes to a stop. Oolong's like, you know what? No, I am stopping in protest until you change your wish. Piggy, piggy, piggy. Yep, because Bulma is super mature. <laughs> Bulma responds, piggy times three, very mature. <laughs> and then we see Mai and Shu comes in with an like honestly a pretty pretty good mech suit. It's this got a rocket on it. Biggest problem with this episode. Um, because like a whole lot of nothing happens. And and until they take the Dragon Balls. And then a whole lot of nothing happens. And then the episode ends. Yeah. This should have been drawn out a little bit. Right? I mean, like, because especially even after, even after, like, Like have Goku chase the mech mech suit a little bit. Have the mech suit have some cool evasive abilities that cause Goku issue. And then you can get to the point later where we see Goku again and we'll talk about more things that infuriate me. But, uh, like this should have been drawn it should have been a struggle these dragon balls are literally the most important thing in this show so far more important than any character more important than any subplot 
these Dragon Balls are the most important thing. There's like fucking no struggle here. Mai comes in. She goes, I got the Dragon Balls. And Goku's like, give us back the Dragon Balls. She's like, no, smoke screen. And she's gone. What episode did that happen in? That was not this episode. How did she get away then? Oh, so Mai is in the getaway plane. So Shu comes, blows up the thing with his mech suit. I am here to repossess your Dragon Balls. Suckers. And then flies away. Goku. That's right. He doesn't even smoke screen. He just leaves. Yeah. Like, it, <laughs> there was no struggle. There's no fight. There should have been a Goku versus the mech suit fight. Goku should have realized this was a threat. Even if he doesn't fight the mech suit, right? Because let's assume that Goku beats his mech suit. Let's assume that Shu and Mai have learned, yeah. right? Because Goku smashed their plane already. Yeah. And Shu realizes, uh, my only choice here is to run. If the kid fights me, I lose, right? So he flies away. Goku calls Nimbus. They're chasing after him. Goku's on Nimbus. Using, he, he, he uses the power pole, extends it, tries to hit him with the power pole. Evasive maneuvers. Shoots some rockets back. Goku kicks the rocket out of the way because Goku's awesome. He keeps flying. And then Shu gets like to like a foresty part or something like that. And flies through the trees and Goku's trying to track him. And then Shu smoke screens in the forest and flies away. And Goku's lost because he can't see through smoke. And now, and then we can, we can cut and then cut to the next scene where Goku finds the empty mech suit. That would have given us a better two to three minutes than what we got. It's not, it's not that much, but you know what? It at least gives the episode something more than fucking piggy jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that whole bit was, well, the car, repossessing these Dragon Balls. Goku fucking just gives no fucks. And then he flies away. And then Bulma said, hey, you should probably go chase him. Call Flying Nimbus. Oh, yeah. Flying Nimbus. And then he goes. Uh, but this will bring us to our first animation goof of the episode. So, at 8 minutes and 44 seconds into the episode, after the car has been blown up, with the three of them kind of standing near the vehicle, right? Eight minutes and 44 seconds for all of us watching or listening and for Craig to try to find it, <laughs> Ryan to try this. to find it. I got this. Uh, Goku. So before he has his tail, he blows up. No tail. When he lands, tail. Eight minutes and 44 seconds, he has no tail. 8.44, okay. If, you know. Hold on, I'm there now. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mech suit, Goku with no tail. We still don't see any tail from Goku here. And now Mech suit's flying away. And Goku's got tail again. Okay. So, first scene where we see Goku with said no tail is directly behind, which you might think makes this a dead giveaway. I think it actually makes this easier to explain because if you look, the shape near his butt, a little <laughs> bit weird. Tail's inside of the clothes. He's, he's got the tail tucked away because... Goku has now learned that this tail is weird. 
and therefore does not want to give away that he has it in most circumstances. The mech suit starts flying away. Goku's like, oh shit, I gotta go get Nimbus and Panics. Tail falls out. Send me, send me my money, Funimation. I'll fix your animation, Goose. Yeah, it works for me. I'll, ta- I'll take it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, and then yeah, Goku flies after Nimbus. We see Mai in a rather large escape plane in the middle of this mushroom desert forest. And Goku comes up upon the empty mech suit. I will say really quick, uh, having the escape plane from my issue, actually really clever, right? Goku's going to be chasing the mech suit. Ditching the mech suit buys you at least a couple of seconds for Goku to land at the mech suit, realize nobody's in the mech suit, then have to look for something that he has no idea what it is. Yeah. So in this case, I'll give mind shoe credit. This is really clever. That is, right? It is a good idea. I mean, if if you have it, it's a, it's a classic misdirection tactic where mm-hmm. if you're being followed, you dump the vehicle, you get another dump one. the vehicle, get in a new one, right? Yeah. The uh, the old uh, uh, GTA Five heist yeah. <laughs> uh, idea where you where you dump the old vehicle, grab a new one, and travel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, kudos to them. Um, <clears throat> Now, all of a sudden, Goku thinks this is a monster. Goku's inability to recognize vehicles at this point uh, at first was quirky. Then it was a little bit annoying. Now it's just frustrating. Yeah. Um, the, po- the cockpit is open. <laughs> yep, And he doesn't attack it until the cockpit closes due to gravity and the, the door failing. Um, at this point, at actually at 11 minutes and 10 seconds, because I, I think if you still have the episode up. I do. You see something pretty interesting. Oh. Which I, so yeah, 11 minutes and 10, 11 minutes and 10 seconds, 11 minutes, 11 seconds, whatever it is. Uh, it sits around for like two, two or three seconds in that area. 11 uh, minutes and 10 seconds. Okay. Something that you one. see a lot more commonly in manga and some other like there are definitely animes that do have it but this is not something that happens a lot in dragon ball dragon ball z in this sort of show ah i think i know where you're going with this now it's the little it's the little speech bubble that has the like the, the eight dots eight dots which represent like usually usually tend to represent like awkward silence kind of like silence yeah. like what the fuck is going on like this is like a, a what the fuck kind of moment yeah uh it doesn't happen before this episode and I may be wrong, but I'm going to say it doesn't happen after this episode. It might, it's but you know what? I'm going to go. Krillin. Yeah. If, <laughs> if he had like, if it was just like three dots, if it was th- two, two columns of three, then yeah, boom. He's just like, boom, this is Krillin. He's like, hmm, wonder if that guy is going to be important. But yeah, this will happen one more time in this episode. Okay. But uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't remember. Somehow that went over my head. I just, it was just such an odd thing that I was like, this is weird. This doesn't really happen. This hasn't happened to Dragon Ball before, and it's not going to happen again. Uh, it does happen again a little bit after Bulma freaks out and she's like, haha, I'm a genius because I figured out that Goku has a Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, it happens one more time after that. But um, <laughs> Goku returns after he killed the machine. It fell over. Uh, <laughs> Bulma yells at him because he doesn't have the Dragon Balls. I mean, that's that's like fair, but she did nothing to 
stop it either. Listen, I'll say this. Balma had actively no way to stop it. Goku did. Yeah. Like, Balma, in this case, 100% right. Like, A, how many times have we seen fucking machines at this point? I think there's been, like, one of these, an episode where Goku's like, ah, it's a monster. And, like, no, it's just a fucking car, Goku. We're, like, 11 episodes in now. Figure it out. <laughs> yep. Get your shit. Um, but, yeah, so he yells at Goku because he doesn't have a Dragon Ball and the Dragon Balls. And she's worried that, you know, they made their wish already, even though, you know, we know that they haven't. But they couldn't know that. They couldn't know that. Like, I mean, we know as people who've watched sky the show, black. the sky goes Shenron. black. Yeah. Right. Like, around the world, it's just black sky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they don't know that. Uh, but Goku's like, but but I still got my ball. I got good old grandpa right here. Uh, grandpa. Yeah, no, my dead guy that I'm carrying around all the time because he's, he's, he's a ball. <laughs> it's a barrel of laughs. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a fun guy to have around. He's a real ball. <laughs> move on yep and then Bulma gets really excited because you know she thought her quest came to an end everything is ruined uh but she hugs Goku like presses up against him saying yeah Goku you did it you're amazing thank god and and then goes like I'm just I was just holding on to my grandpa because you know I I wouldn't trust you with him I mean he didn't say that but you know you, you, you could sense it Infer, inference, yeah. inference. Yeah, like, he doesn't trust Bulma. No. Uh, <laughs> and then Oolong's like, "Well, you can thank me." What happens? Fucking boot to the face. <laughs> she phoenix right this motherfucker's boot to the face. You get a boot to the face. <laughs> I like how you took that obscure reference and made it even more obscure by not referencing the actual reference. But referencing a video that references the reference, bravo. Yes. I'm very impressed by how you took a reference that maybe a handful of people who will ever listen to this could possibly understand and made it even more obscure than that. <laughs> this is impressive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, then she's like, oh yeah, my Dynacaps. I still have those. No, nope, they're with the balls. So then she cries again. You know what? Yamcha. Yamcha coming in clutch, facing his fears, being brave, being the hero of this story. I mean, yes, it's for selfish reasons, so he can, you know, have his own stupid wish. But you know what? Coming to rescue the gang. Yeah, I, I would argue that uh, this episode is solidly the end of Yamcha the villain. Yeah. Um, because, yes, even though he, this whole thing starts on a selfish Yamcha idea, um, he's clearly beginning to soften to the rest of the group right and there's going to be a moment later that i feel like yamcha the villain would have reacted differently to where 100 percent, i know where we now have yamcha who's not a villain really anymore and it's played out a little bit differently so i I would argue that this moment's pretty big because it's the end of yamcha the villain right we are on to yamcha the the at the moment morally gray area hero who becomes the full-fledged hero coming up relatively shortly who eventually becomes background character <laughs> uh no he eventually becomes the dead guy that's his role yeah poor guy 
Uh, but yeah, so then uh, Balma and gang gets in the car. She gets, she hops right in that passenger seat, tosses Poir in the back, just no fucks because she's got the hots for Yamcha, right? As she's made this abundantly clear because she a thirsty bitch. She, uh, she's thirsty. She is thirsty. Uh, and then she goes to Yamcha. Yamcha, can you just want to do me a favor? Do you want to just close your eyes for a second? Yes. This this did need to happen. This did need to happen. <laughs> so, fun fact, they're driving at the moment. And as I mentioned, Poire is now not driving. Right? Yeah, Yamcha's driving. Yamcha is driving. And she's like, hey, Yamcha, I know you're driving a hover car flying really fucking fast to try to find these In the dragon middle of a mushroom forest. In the middle of a mushroom forest that we literally had to swerve to avoid hitting trees yeah. because... You know, I hit Oolong not too long ago. Yeah, but close your eyes. Close your eyes for me. Yamcha, you know, being Yamcha is very like, oh my God, she's so pretty. If she kisses me, I'm going to die. Ah. Closes his eyes. For what? So Falma mm-hmm. could use the Dragon Raider. She so didn't use the Dragon Raider. To be fair, I respect the continu- the continuity here of uh, Bulma trying to protect the Dragon Raider from Yamcha. Because yeah. even though she's got the hots for him, she's still the most intelligent person here. And she still recognizes that if Yamcha knows about the Dragon Radar, it could be a problem. Yamcha yep. has still yet to be anything other than hostile to them. So she plays the safe. I respect that. Yep. Uh, Goku is the most sane person here who, uh, at the end of this, goes, that was fucking weird. <laughs> yep. And I mean, and if you watch the episode, you'd agree. I am with Goku on this. That was 100%. weird. 100%. Definitely didn't need to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was fucking weird. Uh, and then we cut back to Emperor Pilaf, who now has possession of, air quote, quote, all the Dragon Balls, end yes, quote. All of them. And he is very confused by the fact that he doesn't have all of them when he goes, there's the one star and the no, two. He starts, at- he goes, he starts from seven and goes down. Oh, okay. There's the seven star and the six and the five. And oh, oh the- and there's a three and the two and the one. We have them all. Wait, where's the four? <laughs> Character's the worst. Yep. Just from worse. this point on in Dragon Ball, every villain gets compared to Pilaf. Do you understand how much of a benefit that is to every goddamn villain who comes after this? General Blue looks like a certifiable genius compared to this fucking goober yep <laughs> yeah like like compare pilaf to fucking king piccolo real quick the crane hermit general tau god the red uh literally anybody in the commander red black commander silver like all these people look like geniuses because they all get compared to this goober and most of these guys get like one maybe two episodes tops except for king piccolo Uh, general blue gets a few episodes yeah silver gets like two episodes because i think they have to deal with the whole tower thing tau gets a no isn't that blue no because that's ader is in the cold where it's the it's Ader versus the other robots. Blue's the one who beats Goku the first time, right? Yes, and it's also the one yeah. that also okay. has the hots for because he yeah. takes off a shirt and he's probably gay. Tao also gets quite a few episodes because obviously you get Mercenary Tao at first. Yeah. Uh, 
he beats Goku the first time as well. Yep. Goku learns from Korin, beats Tao with the grenade in the face. Then you get Cyborg Tao, who comes back later in Dragon Ball. Tao yeah. will get a few episodes. Um, and then he comes back in Dragon Ball Z. Then he comes back for a random episode in Dragon Ball Z. So good. After where the power creep is hilarious because, like, he doesn't even fight in that episode. I don't think he sees Gohan and he's like, "Fuck that, I'm out." <laughs> and and then like Goku I follows them. That. I respect oh, that. So good. Because <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, the next time he runs into Goku is Goku just like walking around in like Super Saiyan grade four. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I I respect that from Tao. He's like. Yeah. I do not get paid enough for this shit. <laughs> Red, you're on your own. <laughs> like, Please. like the recognition from Tao that like he sees Gohan and he's like, "Oh, you're Goku's son. Oh, fuck, you look strong. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> I respect that, but yeah, every villain beyond this point is gonna be compared to Emperor Pilaf. <laughs> to be fair. Dragon Ball does do a pretty decent job throughout their series, except for Super, in doing this. Because every Dragon, every villain in Dragon Ball Z will since be compared to Raditz, and they will all look better by comparison. Yep. Super doesn't have that because they started off with Beerus. Super starts off with Beerus. That I would argue is maybe Super's biggest mistake. Because I, to be fair, as much as I hate Pilaf, he does set a standard for a good increment of villains right every villain gets uh, it's very easy to build off of dirt right when the bar is below the sand it's not a hard bar to bar to clear and then so what happens is because that bar starts so low it's easy to continue to build right to the point where you get to piccolo who feels like a god because we've started from literally peel off, right? Dragon Ball Z does the same thing. You start with Raditz, who at first seems cool and then is immediately beaten by Cybermen. And it, it does become a joke, but what it also does is it puts Raditz below the dirt, right? So then it's easy to build on top of that. Super starts off with literally the God of Destruction. Who, for some reason, as the series goes, will just continually... Be like, because yeah, Beerus is like, oh yeah, I only used about 70% of my power when you were Super Saiyan God. So if you assume Super Super Saiyan God and then Super Saiyan God Super Saiyan is incrementally stronger, by the time we get to like mastered ultra instinct Goku, or even if we go into like the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie, which is what it is, but like fused go Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta. I don't think there was ever an implication that Beerus is stronger than them though because remember there's a point in Super where Goku uses the Kaioken on Super Saiyan Blue yeah in the in the tournament he uses Super Saiyan Kaioken times 20 against Jiren no the first time against Hit and uh, Beerus is like what was he saving that for and Whitey goes I believe he was saving that for you and Beerus looks scared because I think Beerus at that point realizes Goku is at least as strong as him. Mm-hmm. Mastered Ultra Instinct Goku is probably stronger than Beerus. We can parse that from the fact that we know that Jiren is stronger than Destroyer Gods. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that was ever hidden from us. Right? I don't think we were I don't think we were ever supposed to think that Mastered Ultra Instinct Goku was somehow still weaker than Beerus. 
I think what we're supposed to believe at that point is Beerus is something closer to Master Roshi than he is an actual threat, right? Where at this point, he's more of a teacher and a mentor than he is a threat. So the idea of Goku having to fight Beerus is no longer important, right? And spoilers for what's probably going to happen in future super episodes if you guys are reading the manga he is training vegeta now to be the next destroyer god yeah right and goku has moved on to training with Whis. yeah um like an ultra ego looks so cool ultra ego sick but um <laughs> so the idea here i think in super becomes like Beerus isn't supposed to be looked at as a threat anymore and i think that's really topped off in the tournament of power when Beerus is like, look at the three baldies up here, right? And he, he kind of slags Master Roshi and he uh, he goes, or he's slagging Master Roshi during the tournament and he goes, that's not old man, that's Master Roshi. And right, Krillin says that to him. And like old Beerus would have just been like dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but when Master Roshi gets eliminated, he makes the three baldies joke. Then he looks at him and he goes, still. I'm impressed, Master Roshi, right? That acknowledgement of Master Roshi is meant to show us that uh, Beerus has kind of taken a similar role to Roshi, right? Where he is now a mentor and not a threat anymore. Um, so I don't, I, I've never really looked at it. Like I'm like when he said, I only use 70%, like they're, they've forgotten that all of a sudden and now we're supposed to believe Beerus is still stronger. I don't think we're supposed to believe that Beerus is still stronger anymore. I think we're supposed to believe that Beerus, maybe if he goes all out, is could maybe come close to matching Goku. But I don't think we're supposed to outright believe Beerus is stronger anymore. Mm-hmm. I think there's even a, an argument to be made. I don't think we're meant to believe that Beerus is stronger than Ultra Ego Vegeta either. Right? Especially with the way Ultra Ego works. Yeah. Um, I think the idea of Ultra Ego means that Vegeta, throughout a fight with Beerus, would probably slowly gain the upper hand yeah um so i've never really looked at it like that but it, it is interesting to note right um because you could look at it as one of two ways it could be a goof in speaking right where like they should have probably gone with a smaller number right in order to make that hill seem further insurmountable or you can look at it like beerus isn't a threat anymore so the idea of comparing him to goku doesn't really matter yeah. even though goku is probably stronger now or at least as strong uh, what I know this is completely off topic. We still have a very little of this episode to actually get through. Yes. But uh, because we're talking about Super right now, I just want to talk about that for a bit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, this is for the, the manga because it hasn't gotten there yet, obviously, in the anime because the anime stopped at the Tournament of Power arc. So if you if you're reading the manga, you already want to see this. If not, spoilers. So just... uh, Yeah, we're probably talking about things that will happen in the show. Um, uh, it is worth noting that the Tournament of Power in the manga is wildly different than the Tournament of Power oh in God, the crazy. anime. So a lot of what we're saying here might happen very differently yeah. in the anime, right? Yeah. Uh, like an example, in the manga Tournament of Power, Go- Gohan's the one who eliminates Kefla, not Ultra Instinct Goku, yeah. right? So it's things like that. And... Vegeta gets eliminated by Jiren as that final fight's happening not before it yeah um what i would have like what i what happened in the uh the manga what i wanted to happen so badly is like either maybe like frieza to reveal that 
he was being ordered by Beerus to destroy planet Vegeta, right? Because we all know that Frieza destroyed planet Vegeta. It is what it is. Do you think that would matter to Vegeta? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's specifically, he stated like, I don't care. I want to yeah. learn how to be a god of destruction. I want to do this. I am my own man. But like, I just wanted him just be like, because he built his identity around that for yeah. so long. I just wanted something primal, something inside of him to just snap at that moment. Like when he realized that this person, not Frieza, he's been directing all of his anger towards somebody for so long. So the wrong person, not necessarily the wrong person, yeah. but not to the person. He's the person who pulled the trigger, but not the person who gave him the gun. Exactly. Right. Like, I just, I just wanted that. I just wanted that moment just for like a split second where he's like decks the fucking shit out of Beerus. See, I think that moment's much better done in the My Bulma moment, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think at this point in Vegeta's life, his priorities are so wildly different oh, yeah. that I can't even imagine Vegeta would care anymore about the destruction of planet Vegeta, right? In Vegeta's mind, there's two things that happen to planet Vegeta. And this isn't me inferring. He he actively says this. Like mm -hmm. one, the the Saiyans were too weak, right? The Saiyans who died were were too weak, right? And two, they kind of get what's coming to them, right? Vegeta, though, still loves a fight. Is very much a peaceful man now. And yeah. Vegeta makes it very clear when he talks to um, Kaba that he doesn't take pride in saying history anymore, right? Like, he's yeah. like, yeah, we we worked for a, a ruthless dictator and sold planets. I'm not proud of it, but it was kind of what we were. It's how we survived for as long as we did. It's, it's how we survived. Um, yeah. And the way he says it so matter-of-factly is very different from the way Vegeta in Z would have said it, where he would have said it with a great deal of pride. We were warriors who would destroy planets for our own amusement, right? It's not, that's not the case anymore. Yeah. I don't think Vegeta cares about the destruction of Vegeta, of the planet anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's so fascinating because it does drive him for so long, right? It, I mean, it's driving him at this point in the story where we are right now in Dragon Ball. It's driving him there. Oh, the yes. Planet, and planet's gone. And even, I think the true redemption of that is when he faces Golden Frieza, mm -hmm. right? When Frieza tries to taunt him with it, when Frieza goes, oh, look at me, I'm Vegeta, prince of all two saints. Um, and Vegeta just brushes it off because it doesn't bother him anymore, right? Vegeta has realized that the Saiyans died of their own volition, right? Um, they were, they, they didn't seek power enough they they were too content with the power they had and ultimately their ruthlessness and their backstabbing and their conniving came back to haunt them yeah right whereas vegeta has learned the power of fighting for others right vegeta's power right now comes from the fact that he has a family to protect he has people to protect he learns this obviously there's the moment in the kid boo fight where vegeta says you know uh you know, you fight out of the love of fighting and to protect those, and maybe that's the correct way to do it. And that's kind of what Vegeta has adopted, hence how Vegeta has been able to keep up, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, we we learn through Super the power of fighting to protect people. That's how Gohan becomes a lot stronger is when Gohan realizes that I hate, I don't like fighting, 
but people need to be protected. And when you, the, um, oh, who says the line? Um, Spider, the Spider-Man line. Uh, when you have the power to do something about the bad things and you don't do it, it becomes your fault that they happen. Right? Gohan kind of... Gohan, it's what he's talking to Tony Stark, right? When Tony comes into his room, yeah, and Tony asks him like, "Why do you do it?" And he, that's that. It's something, it's something close to that line. Like when you have the ability yeah. to stop it and you don't, then bad things happen because of you, right? And Gohan kind of hinges on that, right? Where it's like, I need to fight because if I don't, bad things are going to happen, and it's my fault, right? Yeah. That power, it, it's one of the better things that super does is kind of recognize the fact that when you fight for someone else it makes you stronger it's always hinted at throughout dragon ball z but never really explored fully but i think in every saga in the dragon ball super arc that's very important Mm -hmm. right future trunks is strong enough to fight off zamasu because he fights for other people and uses the spirit sword and i know you hate future trunks so much and it's it's such a bad arc but it honestly the reason why it's a bad arc has very little to do with future trunks and more to do with the fact that they broke themselves into the biggest corner of all time and didn't know yeah. how to get out of it yeah um which by the way they had the easiest way out of it as a sidetrack real quick here before we get back to this episode because so i'm sidetracking our sidetrack gotcha. we're sidetracking our sidetrack but i think my sidetrack there is done as a sidetrack to this, they had written their way out of the corner they rode into. Vegito said how Zamasu loses. When he fuses with Goku, he gives up his immortality. And Zamasu admits that this is the case. So just kill him. Just spirit sword, cut him in half, dead. Nope, he's now the clouds. He's uh, now the clouds. Like, or in the manga, he became like an infinite amount of clones of himself. It was a whole fucking thing. But anyways, that sidetrack over. Um, the super manga is cool the show's cool uh it's better than this yeah uh we come up to the we come up to pilaf's palace which is at oolong's not bad oolong's words not bad for a summer home because if we remember what oolong's house looked like it was mad it was it, it made this thing look small i yeah. do love that line to be fair i love the fact that they address the fact that oolong's like everybody's amazed by this palace and oolong's like Pfft. Mine was twice this size. <laughs> and looked way nicer and wasn't in the middle of a fucking desert. <laughs> I just have written down here, by the way, my next note is, ah, bats. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, as, there, as uh, Goku pushes this massive do- stone, stone door out of the way, they're walking down this dark, ominous tunnel with no lights whatsoever, because why would there be lights in this trap-filled tunnel? Because that's not suspicious at all. Uh, a bunch of bats just fly out. Ah, bats. <laughs> ah, bats. Uh, Balma jumps into Yamcha's arms. Yamcha freaking out because, you know, Balma is there. The bats fly away. What does Yamcha do? Shoves her into a wall. Fuck this shit. Get out of my face. Hey, I respect it. He's like, thought that Don't was Don't think I've time for these hosts. I thought that you were a bat. A really big, really big bat. And then we get, uh, then we get Peter Porker here with Oolong using his piggy senses to say something's not right here. Yeah, it really takes rocket scientists to figure that one out. Yep. Uh, robot spider. Another spy. Yes. Much cooler than robot bird. Let's face yeah. it. If you're going to make robots of things, make them of bugs. People are scared of bugs. They're not going to go near it. Yep. Uh, Except so for me. Cool. I'd go near it. I'd be like, oh, shit, look at that spider. It's sick. Hmm. 
Why are his eyes kind of glowing like that? That's fucking hmm. weird. I've never seen a spider like that before. This leaves metal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? Uh, we get Goku walking down the tunnel, and there's a very delayed weight plate that's triggered. Like normally, yeah, like, goes, you step on them, your weight shifts, and it goes. Brr, brr, brr. It's it's a it's a weight plate. It it needs yeah. to react to the weight. Not Goku steps, steps on it, brr, 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 walks brr. over it, and then the plate goes down. So what I think is it is not a weight plate, but rather a weighted trigger. Oh yeah. If there's sense. a weight trigger below that, then what would happen is the weight pushes the trigger. Delay that would uh, account for the delay because the trigger needs to be pushed before it goes down, giving an extra second or so there. Makes Not sense. a weighted plate, probably a weighted trigger. Thank you, Funimation. Pay me my money. We did it. Uh, so the trap is a bunch of like stone pillars shoot out of the wall in all fucking random directions from the floor, from and the ceiling, from the walls. This is the moment I was talking about where we see that Yamcha is no longer villain Yamcha yeah. because one of these pillars comes out, and Goku at this point decides, I need to use my power pull cut these things down to size one of them he hits and just crushes Yamcha with it now villain Yamcha evil Yamcha probably reacts to this by yelling fight starts anger Yamcha doesn't do that Yamcha's kind of more questioning where did these pillars come from what's going on gotta be careful for traps here guys See here, I thought you were going to say that uh, Hero Yamcha, be- Yamcha becomes Hero Yamcha when uh, Bulma gets caught by the one and gets almost crushed to the ceiling. And then he's like, you know what? Hwah! And he kicks it and he cuts it clean in half. That was Yam- sick. Bul- Bulma flies off. And then- but I would argue that even villain Yamcha wouldn't have let Bulma die. Right? Villain Yamcha is scared of women, but has respect for them. Fair. Right, um, he wouldn't have. Villain Yamcha wouldn't have let Bulma die. Villain Yamcha would have been really pissed off when that pillar fell on him. Mm-hmm. Hero That's Yamcha, true. less pissed off about that because he's like, I'm gonna get blown up by a Cyberman in a bit, anyways. So. Yeah, hey, he's got like five seasons of this. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Goku helps helps Yamcha by breaking that one and yeah. dropping it on him. Yeah, and drops it on him. Doesn't even think anything of it. Just keeps on his going. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then we get the gang shuffling around a wall so they don't hit any more of those triggers. And then we get to our disagreement of Bulma's intelligence. My favorite part of this episode. <laughs> there is a bright pink arrow on the ground. What do you yellow. do? That's Maybe pink. it's pink. It's probably pink. Um, so Bulma looks at this and goes, uh, they go, it's obviously a trap. Uh, and Bulma goes, no, it's too obvious to be a trap. Let's follow them and see where they go. Now, you might think, well, that's dumb because it does end up being a trap. But I think Bulma thought this through well because if you are laying out traps on a floor and you put an arrow on the floor, that's the most obvious trap of all time. Everybody else is going to think that trap is in the direction opposite of that arrow, right? And that following the arrow is actually the way against the traps. So putting the trap in the obvious place uses simple human psychology to fuck with people. This is the smartest thing Pilaf's ever done. And ever will do. And ever will do, by the way. He is not wrong. Pilaf (laughs) will never do anything smarter than this. He uses human psychology because, Frank, if you saw, if you were in a place with a bunch of traps 
and you saw an arrow on the ground, would you follow that arrow? Honestly, probably. Of course you would, because you'd look at that and go, this is the most blatantly obvious trap that the trap is clearly in the other direction I'm following this arrow. Because, I mean, it, the person who made this is probably so dumb that they also need their own way out of this so they don't follow their own traps. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, the idea of this would be not only would this be a setup for you, but my people are going to struggle with this, too. So we make this as easy as possible. Don't follow the arrows. They're traps. Right? Don't don't even make them think about it. Don't follow the arrows, they're traps. Right. Now the intruders will look at this and go, don't follow the arrows, they're traps. However, most people will overthink that situation like Bulma does. Pilaf recognizes that people will overthink the situation and instead doesn't overthink it. It's 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 actually really smart, right? If you think about this trap as like a as like a game of chess right you're down to your last move there's two choices you either move into what looks like an obvious trap or you move away from the obvious trap the problem with an obvious trap is everybody knows it's a trap so most people you would think would move away from the trap However, if the trap is that obvious, people are always going to move towards it, thinking that it's too obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Pilaf just plays the human psychology game, and he plays it geniusly. Once. And then they get trapped. And then the episode don't, ends. <laughs> don't get used to me uh, saying nice things about Pilaf, by the way. That is the last time that that's going to happen. But, like, this is a genius play by Pilaf. I, I love shit like that. Human psychology... Fucking with people's brains, man. I'm all for that. That's 3,000 IQ shit from Pilaf. Uh, this episode sucks, by the way. Yeah. This was bad. This is a bad watch. Hence um, why for the hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes that we've been doing this podcast, we've spent probably about 45 to 50 minutes of it talking about other things. Literally anything else. It's bad. Um, There was a chance to make this episode better. I think a bunch of chances to make this episode better. We mentioned it, obviously, uh, expand the scene where the Dragon Balls are stolen. By the way, this was called the Dragon Balls are stolen. That happens for five seconds. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the episode is I'm trying to recover the Dragon Balls. Um, expand that scene. Have Goku chase the machine. Have some cool stuff happen with the machine. We've talked about this before. It's an adventure anime at this point. It is not a martial arts anime yet. Yeah. So they're just adventures. There needs so. to be drama within the adventure, right? Like if you and me go on a road trip, nobody's gonna want to watch that. This is gonna for the most part gonna be pretty boring. Right? We're gonna yeah. go on the road trip, we're gonna stop places, see things, it's gonna be cool, we're gonna go back home. It's a car karaoke, it's gonna be great. It, exactly. It's gonna be fun, but for an outside person watching, it's gonna be boring. This is what we're watching with Dragon Ball right now. This is Bulma's road trip stuff happens <laughs> if you think this is bad next week is gonna be a whole hell of a lot worse okay so uh me and frank talked about this we are gonna do a five minute recap of episode 11 before doing episode 12 next week 
That is the plan. I'm holding him to that because I refuse to talk about this episode for any more than like five minutes. It's terrible. Um, yeah, but that's pretty <laughs> much it. I yeah, this episode was bad. Uh, you can skip it. You're not gonna miss. Uh, I mean, you watch actually, the first. You have to you watch this one. Can't. That's the worst part one. about this one. Bye. Every other bad episode so far, we've said you can skip and you won't miss much. Uh, this has set up everything that's going to happen now, right? Like the yeah. Dragon Balls get stolen. Goku and them get trapped in Pilaf's castle. That stuff is all important. So unfortunately, you need to watch this one if you, you want to follow forward the lore. A little but bit of it. Really just have your finger on that skip 10 seconds button and get through the boring parts. Yeah. Uh, next episode, you can probably, you'll, you'll, you can, you can, there's you like need the, to the watch beginning the last 30 and the seconds end. of it. Yeah. You need to watch the, the first the minute and the last 30 seconds and skip the middle. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, definitely watch episode 12 because that's where we start to get the good, yeah, the yeah. good stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got for the episode today. Uh, you got anything else to add? We're nearly at the good part of Dragon Ball, guys. Trust me. We don't hate this show. We really don't. We love this show. That's why we're talking about it, but like... You, you Which is trust. why we're being so tough on the show. It's because stick, we love it and we know it's good. Stick with us. It, 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 we're getting to the good shit, but yeah. like, whoa, it's a slog right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so check either myself or Ryan here out on twitch.tv slash Keller or twitch.tv slash craigcry7. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube at Bestest Buddies Gaming. Uh, a little behind on that so i'll work on that we'll work on that um we'll get there we'll get there yeah we'll get there uh give us a, give us your honest thoughts on the in the review give us five, three four or five stars let us know what we can do better you know all that fun stuff we love hearing from you guys hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and honestly until next time peace peace